0: Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to all things BDSM. My name is Mistress Elisa. I'm a dominatrix, BDSM counselor, and life coach. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Today, I want to talk about mending a relationship after infidelity. First, let's establish the parameters of what cheating is, of what infidelity is. If you have to cover up any aspect of what you are doing with another person, if you are deliberately leaving, Aspects of your interactions with other people out of the conversation that you're having with your wife or your girlfriend. Let's just call it cheating. If you're uncomfortable with her knowing, okay, about the way that you've spoken to this person, about the way that you're interacting with them, let's say that you're cheating. You don't necessarily have to have had your dick inside of that person for it to be considered cheating. By a woman. And let me say, for this podcast, I am going to be giving you information from the point of view of women. If you're uptight and you're defensive, this is not a podcast for you. Actually, none of my podcasts are for you. These podcasts are for individuals who are just sick and tired of the way that they're living and they want a change and you don't get a change if I stick a pacifier in your mouth and say, oh, it's okay, you know, you're just a good guy, you're misunderstood, that's not going to get you anywhere. No pacifiers, no burpees, no bibs, okay? So if you're defensive and if you don't like the truth, just go ahead and stop this podcast and and move along to something more user-friendly because this is not going to work for you. Okay, so according to women, You can cheat, not only physically, but emotionally. So if you are caught cheating, if you're caught doing something, um, she finds out about it. And your first response is, it's not what it looks like. (laughs) This is not what it seems. You sound like a fool because If your heart is open to that person and it's not open to your wife or your girlfriend or the person with whom you are in a committed relationship, then it's considered cheating. You should know that right from the beginning. Okay, so why do we have to define these parameters? We have to define these parameters because sometimes men have created these situations in their relationships where these invisible walls are up between them and their partner. Okay, really pay attention here. This invisible wall is up and you just can't seem to penetrate it. You can't seem to reach her. You can't seem to get to her. You can't seem to convince her. Why doesn't she believe you? Well, because she's heard it before how many times? She's seen you try to be good how many times, okay? And so when you try for the 15th time to be a good boy or to convince her and you fail again and again and again, what's happening on her end and there's a reason that I'm going I'm going about this podcast in this manner. It's because you cannot process what I'm going to tell you by looking at things from your point of view. You need to see things from the point of view of your partner, especially if that partner is a woman. I do not deal so much with um gay men, and, and so men and women have a very different way of operating. Okay, so gay men can be a bit more sensitive, but men are men. Okay, so I'm approaching this topic from the point of view of the woman. How does she see things? Why are you in so much trouble with her? Why doesn't she trust you? Why doesn't she want you in her presence? Why can't she stand you anymore? Okay, here's what's happening from her point of view. You have hurt her. And you haven't just offended her. You haven't just made her upset, but you have hurt her. You've hurt her on such a deep level that she finds it almost impossible to recover. It's like she can't breathe. You've hurt her on such a deep level that she is having to redefine self. That's if she decides to stay. Um, this is not going to apply to to women who just get the fuck out of there, who who respect themselves so much that if you are betraying their trust, that they're gone. So we're not talking about the the type of woman who is wired like that. We're talking about the kind of woman who, for some reason, for whatever reason, is sticking in there. She wants to be with you. Maybe she's had children with you. Maybe her identity is wrapped up in you. Maybe she feels like she needs you in order to be okay. Maybe you're paying all of her bills and, you know, she's never had to work. And so she feels like she needs you and she's got free room and board. Who knows what her motivation is? We won't touch on that today. But the way that women operate is when you cheat and you're supposedly in a committed relationship, it hurts on an extremely deep level. And you've chipped away at that person's sense of self. And she has some responsibility as well and staying there and choosing to stay she is also chipping away at her own self her sense of integrity her sense of uh, you know who she is how she defines herself how she sees herself what her truth is who she is at her core all of these things are suddenly shifting and morphing into something else she's putting up with shit that she never thought that she would okay so let's move forward what do we do from here when you have hurt a woman on that kind of level and when she's seen it time and time again she has started to put up a wall she has started to distance herself from you she doesn't want to be in your presence she doesn't want to touch you and she doesn't want you to touch her she is tolerating you she doesn't really like you she doesn't accept you anymore. she is doing nothing more than putting up with your ass. And she's probably talking about you to family and friends, you know, depending on, on what kind of person she is. Um, she may not be as vocal as some people, but women talk, okay? So now, when she talks to these people, they're going to echo. When she's talking to women, they're going to echo, yeah, that's wrong, you know, that's bad. I'm so sorry you're putting up with that. and And she's going into this space, she is, she's embracing being a victim, and she really isn't, but she's embracing being a victim in this situation. How and the how do you reach this woman? All right. First of all, there is no one thing that you can do, as my good boys who who come to me will attest to. There's not one thing that I give them to do what i do is i check in with them and say how is she doing this week how is she doing today how did she respond to the last assignment that i gave that i gave you um were you being consistent so you don't have me in your ear you don't have me holding you accountable so what you have to do is learn how to read your wife now you may think that you know your wife and I'm sure you know details about her. I'm sure you do. You may think you know your girlfriend. Sure, you understand that if you do this, then she'll respond this way. But you don't understand what is is at the heart of that response. Where does the response come from? And the reason I can say with almost 100% certainty that you don't really know what's going on with this person is because if you did, then you would have communicated better before acting in a way that would have hurt her. You would have communicated better so that you wouldn't have ended up in a situation where you were unhappy and she was withdrawn. If you really knew her, then you would have been working with her while you were in the relationship, instead of, you know, fucking around and doing whatever the fuck you wanted to do. So, what are you going to do? You need to be consistent. Consistent with what? You need to pay attention to this woman. What is it that she is not getting from you? Why is it that she feels like she can't trust you? Well, because you'll apologize, but and then you do the same thing all over again. Um, You apologize, but and then you blame her for what you did. You apologize, but you're nasty and a bit distant when you do it. I'm throwing a couple of examples out there, guys. You apologize, but you do it in such a way that You have to say face. You apologize, but you have to lecture her while you apologize because even though you're saying you're sorry, you know, the fault, the blame really lies with her. When you are trying to reach this woman, you're going to have to be consistent with your love and your support. That means you have to have A complete shift in the way that you're thinking and the way that you're processing. Now, realize that you're not trying to reconnect with someone. Reconnecting is is like, you know, you pick up the telephone and and you say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, it's been a while. You're not trying to reconnect. You're trying to fix some shit that's broken. Okay? Okay. And you don't fix shit that's broken by just picking up the phone and going, Hey, how are you doing? that That's not how you fix something. You fix things with a woman who doesn't trust you and who doesn't really like you by getting her to trust and respect you again. And how is she going to do that if you give a little and then you want a lot in return? If you are a good boy for a day or two and you expect her to just, you know, go back down to the kink store and um, buy the, the toys and come back and make your sexual dreams come true so that you don't have to go out and cheat anymore. That's not how this works, guys. You need a complete shift in the way that you're thinking. For most of you, you really need to take sex off the table, Unless there are extenuating circumstances where you haven't been intimate with her and she wants you to be, but we're not talking about a situation where you get her all warmed up and she's turned on, and she fucks you, and then she has fuckers remorse later. You know she fucks you because yeah, it felt great, but and then afterwards she becomes a bit more withdrawn. We're not talking about that kind of situation okay? I'm really trying to cover all the bases here because I know the bullshit that I hear when I'm actually having a conversation with a client. I understand the bullshit that comes up. So it may sound like this podcast is a bit more sporadic and um, like it lacks, not that I necessarily always have focus, but it, it doesn't have even the same level of focus that I normally would. But there's a reason for that. It's because I'm trying to touch all of the bases here so if if she no longer trusts you if she no longer respects you you have to win that back you have to earn that you have to rebuild those bridges and those are two separate bridges she has to trust you before she respects you she is not going to respect you if she doesn't trust you Okay, so first you have to build that trust bridge. We're talking about consistency. If your issue is that you disappear for days, if your issue is that you tend to go off on her and be rude and condescending, if your issue is that you are withdrawn when you get home and you sit for hours and you go on your computer and you engage with women online and you jerk off to porn, if your issue is dot, 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 Think about what your fucking issue is and what it is that she's upset about that you do. It's not about what I would be upset about or what you would be upset about. It is what is she upset about? And keep in mind whether or not you're really trying to please this woman. If you're not really trying to please her, then all of this is for naught. If you're trying to do something for a good forty two to uh, 48 or 72 hours so that you can get her back in bed again and feel like you have conquered this and now you two can move along. That shit is not going to work. You've probably tried that numerous times and that shit does not work, I assure you. You're going to have to reach her by thinking about the things that are important to her. Does she want you to be more active? at home, with housework? Does she want you to help her with the kids? Does she want you to bring your ass home after work instead of hanging out with the guys? Does she want you to be more fiscally responsible? If you've got a gold-digging wife or girlfriend, I can't help you with that because you're not dealing with someone who wants a relationship. You're dealing with someone who wants your money and that person would not apply here. That person is motivated by something completely different. And what I'm telling you about a woman who loves you and who wants relationship with you will not work with a gold digger or a bambi a uh, barbie bambi is what i call them um those individuals who are just interested in getting their tits and ass pumped up and getting the newest Gucci purse this information is not going to work with that kind of individual think about what it is that is important to this woman of quality that you have committed yourself to, to this woman that you may have had children with or that you want to have children with, to this woman that you would be lost if she decided to leave you. In fact, you probably feel lost as she has become more withdrawn. How do you reach this woman? You need to think about what you know about her and you probably need to toss that out because you're seeing it through your own filter. What you need to do is think about what she says about herself, what she says that she wants and needs. And that is where you start. Now, when you get a list of about three to five things, you need to write them down. You need to memorize them. You need to pin them over your heart because That is how you're going to win her heart back. You don't get a woman's trust or respect if you don't have her heart. If you don't touch her heart, you're not getting anywhere with her. And you're probably not getting anywhere near her body. For many of you, some of you, you know, again, there are exceptions. But if the woman is... Motivated by intimacy, true intimacy, not physical sex, but if she's motivated by true intimacy, then you need to touch her heart. What is important to her? What does she want? What does she say is lacking between the two of you? What are her complaints? What does she say that she needs that she's not getting from you? Some of you think that doing the dishes is silly. I mean, if that's what she wants, then do it. If you don't do it, she's going to have to do it. If you don't do it and she doesn't do it, then you're living in a mess. If if your home and your personal space are not organized and together, then physical intimacy just doesn't really come together well. And again, I'm talking about the kind of woman who feels the need to have the home organized, the, the kids bathed and clean and ready for school and well fed, you know, laundry done. You guys who are married with kids and, and you want the grandkids to come over. There are so many different types of men who are listening to this. And and again, I'm trying to touch on, on several points here. But for those of you who are looking at trying to touch a woman who is beyond that point of being you know 25 26 27 she's not a graduate student but she has settled down and she's building a life with you or she's thinking about building a life with you this is about much more than you getting your fucking dick wet yes it's about much more than that because she's thinking about building home and building life She's, she's thinking about, you know, taking care of these kids that you two have helped. You've come together and you've created. You guys have to think on a much larger scale. This is not just about you getting your fucking cock off. And do you hear my tone of voice? Now, oh, listen, you're listening to a Dom, so I love play. I love kink i love making you moan and groan and i love pulling things out of you that you didn't even know were there but this tone in my voice is me trying to embody the frustration that a non kink friendly woman would have towards you when all you want to do is come to her and go, "'Look at my dick. Look at what you did to me. You made me hard. Now I want to fuck you and use you until I'm done with you, and then I want to move on.'" She's going to be frustrated. She's going to be full of angst. She's going to feel like you're using her, and then when you're done fucking her, you just move on and do whatever the fuck else you want to do. That is not the way that you treat a woman that you're trying to build a relationship with, guys. Okay, so the first point is out there. You need to find the things that are important to her, and you need to be consistent with them. Now, as if that weren't hard enough, there's more. You don't get to put a timeline on anything. You don't get to be a good boy for two or three days, and then throw some sort of fit, because she... I've been a good boy for three days. Look at all this, the stuff that I've done. um. And she still doesn't want to fuck me. It, you know, women just are confusing and I'm baffled and women are selfish and I've heard it all. But listen, here's what you need to understand. You don't get to put a timeline on the hurt, on the pain that you've caused her. Okay? For many of you, you don't understand that what you've been doing is you've been digging a hole for years you've been digging a hole you've been putting yourself in the red for years now ordinarily you would say you know the same amount of time that it took you to dig that hole it could take you almost as long to fill it back up again you know so that you're on a level um, field so that you're not in the red anymore. You're not in a hole. The wonderful thing about women is that when they stop hurting, they tend to be very forgiving. That means that you don't have to come completely out of the red in order to see improvement. Okay? Okay. You don't have to f- completely fill the hole. What needs to happen if this woman really loves you is she needs to feel like you're trying. She needs to see that you are consistently loving her, supporting her, not paying the bills, not keeping a, um, a roof over her head. Of course, those things are important, but that's living. That sustaining a certain type of lifestyle, that is not, uh you loving her, the soul, the heart, the person. So make sure that as you are listening, if you're, uh, you know, truly trying to understand and pull this together, if you're listening for the purposes of, of um, you know, slinging your dick around and and proving something to yourself, or you know, wanting to argue, then have fun with that. But for those of you who are really trying to get it, it, it it's about really embracing what's happening within her. Okay? So, yes, it's nice that you're providing a home for her and she has food to eat and the bills are paid. Okay? That's really nice. Good boy. Nicely done. But we're not talking about her just having somewhere to live. We're talking about you being able to access her heart and her soul and then her body, okay? If you're trying to bring intimacy back into your relationship, you're looking at her having to heal, her having to trust you, her having to like you again, okay? If she has felt betrayed, if she she has felt hurt on that very deep level, who knows how much time it could take. But I'll tell you this, I will tell you this, with every single good boy that I've had who has really followed me here, followed my system, followed my methodology, within 30 days, there's massive improvement. Massive. She's not back to the way that she was, but she is starting to like you again, she is starting to reach out to you again. She's starting to be a bit open. she's starting to be more receptive. You may not be um intimate men like to use this word, but you, you use it differently from what women do normally you, you may not be having sex within thirty days, but if you're really looking for. That bridge to be rebuilt so that intimacy intimacy can be reestablished, I promise you within thirty days you can have that. Absolutely. Um and and usually within ninety days, if my clients have you know, if this is the one thing that they're looking for, usually within ninety days, uh 120 days, we're talking three to four months, they don't need me anymore. And, and that's just the truth. Um, Some stick around for other reasons. But if, if this is, again, the only reason that you come to me, then within 90 days, 120 days, three to four months, you don't need me anymore. Okay? Um, And what happens is within that time period, you are relearning how to be present with yourself and with your wife or your partner. And that's something that it, you're not born with. You actually have to learn that. It's a skill. So don't be offended. Don't, you know, be defensive if you, you're not mastering this. Realize that it's something that we all learn. None of us are born with this. We all learn to be present with ourselves. We all learn to be present with others. Okay, so find the thing that or the things that are important to her and meet her in that space be consistent give her the time that she needs don't get an attitude don't start pressuring her don't act like an asshole who's not getting what you want children are immature but grown men who don't get their dicks wet when they want them wet they become assholes Okay it's not cute it's not attractive you're not throwing a tantrum you're a grown man don't be an ass being an ass one time is enough to start digging that hole again so you're trying to rebuild sweetheart you're trying to rebuild that means you need to be patient and while you're being patient you need to practice being present how are you feeling What's going on with you? Are you triggered? What do you want or what do you need that you're not getting? And you may need to seek outside counseling. You may need to go and get some support for yourself so that you can work through those emotions. Um, One of the things that I say to my clients, and this is really important, is you need to find someone that you can vent to, okay? Because this process is not going to be a smooth one. So, you find that person that you can vent with. Stay away from your best buddy who is married to a woman that your wife knows. Because let me tell you, he's going to tell that woman, and that woman is going to be whispering to your wife. So use common sense. Do not, do not tell your best buddy, who's friends with, uh, who is married to a wife that your 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 wife. What am I trying to say? Don't tell your best buddy, who is married to a woman, that your wife knows. Okay, I think that's clear, should make sense. You need to find someone who doesn't know you or your wife. You need to find someone who's completely partial and who is sworn to secrecy. And you go to that person and you say, listen, I'm doing this, I'm working hard, and I'm trying, and I've been committed, and this is just frustrating because it's not working. Yes, you're going to have those times. And some of you deserve those moments. Because you need to see what it's like and what your wife has been going through as she's been trying to be there and support your ass and you're out there running around and dipping your dick in other places and picking up STDs and bringing them home. You need to see what that's like for your wife. And, and listen, let me say this for my good boys who are listening and it sounds like I'm talking to you. You need to realize that everything that I'm saying is is something that I've seen time and time and time again. So I'm not talking to one person. I'm addressing situations that come up repeatedly. Okay, all right. So you need to be patient and you need to have someone with whom you can be completely open and honest. But that person should not just be a dumping ground for your complaints that person should also hold you accountable they should be able to point out to you the things that you're saying and you know the way that you're processing and it makes sense to you but when you say it a lot of times as men who find themselves in these types of situations you are superb bullshit artists and you need someone who's going to um, call you out on your bullshit. You absolutely need that, because if you don't start to identify when you're bullshitting, you need to know that you're bullshitting in your relationship with your wife or your girlfriend, and um, it's only going to cause that wall to keep going up, or it's going to prevent the wall from coming down. It's going to keep her in a state of, you know, um, she'll be in protective mode. She's trying to guard herself, because you can't trust a guy who, with your emotions, when he's bullshitting, you know, you're, you could be trying to be a person of integrity, and speak your truth, and be open, and honest, and vulnerable, and there you are sitting on your, your, um, what what do you call it, what does the king have, your throne, you're sitting on your alpha throne, bullshitting your way through things, so you can't expect this woman to be open, and vulnerable, and honest with you, when you're bullshitting, When you get to just pull your alpha card out and and try to, you know, talk in circles around her because she's a housewife and you're an attorney, you know, and you're going to talk at her instead of to her or with her, speak with her. You don't do that. You talk at her and you bark commands at her. Yeah, that's going to get you nowhere. Yeah, that's going to get you Antarctica in the bedroom. Okay, we're trying to change things. And that means you need to have a shift in your perception it's not your perception that's going to open the 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 doorways to your wife's heart it's her perception you have to get your head out of your own ass and start to see things from her point of view you need to get your head out of your ass and start to understand why she's hurt why is she's responding the way that she does. And, and let me tell you that I have never seen a situation, you know, where the guy is cheating and the woman has no blame, no responsibility, no role. That just doesn't happen. So this is not a situation where I'm trying to say you're to blame and you're the problem and you need to fix it and then everything's okay. No. What I'm saying is, You have hurt this woman on a very deep level and she doesn't trust you and you want her to be close to you again and she's not going to do it until you meet her on some sort of common ground. And that means your judgments and your complaints and your frustrations don't need to show up in your relationship with her. Not at this point. Uh, Actually, judgments and complaints, uh, no, Uh, constructive conversations uh, I don't want to use the word criticisms, but conversations where you say, you know, Hunt, when you spoke to me that way, it, it really bothered me. It it frustrated me. It felt like you know you were talking down to me, or like you just didn't care about my feelings. You could try something like that, but most of you are not ready for that yet. So, your complaints, your criticisms, your frustrations, your judgments. You need to make sure that you have a place for that bullshit to be voiced because it's going to come up let me tell you okay especially when you're not getting what you want and the timing that you want you're going to be frustrated and you need a place to talk those things out um okay and the last point that I have here there's so much more that I could say but I'm trying to keep this podcast a bit short um the the last thing that you need is a mirror I tell my clients all the time, you need to hold up the mirror, take a really good look at yourself, figure out what the fuck is going on and deal with your shit. You need a mirror whenever you feel like you can um, demand things from your wife or, you know, like she's not moving as quickly as you want when things aren't going the way that you want. You need to hold up the mirror and you need to look at your role in the relationship that you have. She has a role as well, of course, but again we're not trying to solve all the relationship problems that you have. What we're trying to do is get you guys on some sort of common ground. That's not going to happen if she feels judged, if she feels like you're continuing to betray her. okay? Now, um, there may be some women who are hearing this and they will want to try to reach their guy the advice that i'm giving the guys is not going to work um if you're a woman you take this advice and you try to use it with a guy i'll be like what the fuck are you doing you will just come across as very needy okay that's what happens with women you come across as needy for men you're going to come across as you know the big strong guy who has a sensitive side that's beautiful for women this is not going to work for you do not listen to this podcast thinking that you can reverse engineer this information and use it on your guy it absolutely will not work i assure you for women you need to own how fucking amazing you are you need to know that the sun and the moon and the stars revolve revolve around your sexy ass you need to know that you can do better You need to know that you have a voice and that your voice matters. You need to be independent. If you don't have a life outside of this guy who's taking you for granted, get a life. If you're in a relationship with a guy who's abusive and manipulative and who tries to talk circles around you, get the fuck out of there. Okay, this is the advice that works for women. But women, this is not your podcast and this is not your this is not a platform for women. <laughs> so I have digressed. I, I just wanted to issue that warning. I don't want women to use the advice that I'm giving to men and try to use it in the relationships. It will not work for men. Okay, um, let's move on from there. The mirror is the last point that I wanted to make. For men, if things are not coming together the way that you want and when you start to feel impatient, you need to take out that mirror and look at why you got there. You need to look at what you're doing that contributes to you staying in that space. You need to look in the mirror and and look at who you really see reflected back at you. Who are you really? Let's remove your title. Let's remove your suit. Let's, um, let's remove your extensive vocabulary and your degrees. Let's just get rid of all that shit and let's look at who you are as a person. Because you know what? When, when you leave this place and you're on your deathbed, hopefully surrounded by people that you love and who love you, they're not going to be reminiscing about your degrees they're not going to be talking about how fucking smart you are. They're not going to talk about how much money you made. If they're talking about how much money you made on your deathbed, you chose poorly, let me just say. But if they love you and you love them, they're going to share memories about, you know, when the kids were growing up. They're going to share memories um, of when you first met, of uh, your first kiss, of your first argument of the first time you had makeup sex. They're going to share memories um, of, you know, things that you did that were important to them that you never knew anything about. You'll tell them about things that they did for you that were so beautiful and that were life-changing for you and they never knew how important those little things were to you. They will surround you and they'll stay with you and they will wish you well on your journey. That is a beautiful life. That's where you're going. And so if that's where you're going, that's how you have to live your life now. You can't put so much importance in the stuff that society or the world around you says are important. Oh, this shit is important, and this is what makes me like you. So many of you guys are out here trying to impress people that you don't fucking know. You're trying to impress people that you don't even fucking like. And yet you're trying so hard to impress them, and you're shitting all over the really important people. Look in the mirror. How are you treating your loved ones? And and I, I want to be exceedingly clear here. I grew up in a, a space where people did what was expected of them by society and the law. And they would use those things to say, you know, look at what I'm doing to show you that I love you. You've got a roof, you've got food, you've got clothes. And let me say, I grew up extremely poor. So the the food was, you know, scarce. Um, The clothes were used um the houses were old but that's not the point um what i'm trying to do is give you perspective here so uh, i would feel that if i had grown up in a space that uh, where my needs were met and where i was truly loved then i was a rich individual honestly and and, and truly that it is that is richness to me that is wealth so many of you Uh, And and the reason I talk about these things is because my services are not cheap. So I'm not getting the guy who's flipping burgers at McDonald's. Nothing wrong with that. I've done it. I've done it. I did it through school and not a damn thing wrong with that. But those are not the people who come to me for help. The people who come to me for help are doctors and lawyers and CEOs. They are the people who make their part of the world go around in circles and without them their little piece of the world stops only for a moment. Some people think that it would come crashing down but there's always someone to pick up the pieces and keep things moving but some of you are extremely important in your circles and you use that as leverage to treat the important people in your lives like shit and I'm telling you you're going to pay for it. You're already paying for it. But you will amass great wealth. You know, you'll make a fantastic name for yourself. Um, Hugh Hefner passed. You know what people talked about when he died? His money and, and the sexy women. They had absolutely nothing to say about him. You know, there will be documentaries that come out and that sort of thing. And and they'll say, oh, you know, he was a visionary and he was intelligent and he was resourceful. But him as a person, when he died, the only thing that there were rumors of was how much he was worth and who he was married to and how set his children would be in life. And, you know, if you watch that reality television show, um, there was, I think it was Holly, and she was hoping to be the one that he would impregnate so that she could be fucking set for life. She didn't give a fuck about Hugh Hefner. No one did, really. I mean, whoever you saw on television and the women, they weren't fighting to be close to him. They were fighting so that they could reap the benefits of his wealth, of his connections. They want it to be more visible. They want it to launch their careers. That's what many of you guys are doing. You are making a name for yourself and you're feeding your own fucking fragile egos and you think that you're achieving something because people around you are bowing down to you and and when you walk into the room, people notice you. That is nothing, guys. That is nothing. The something in life is how you treat the people in your life who love you and who you love. Think about your own story at the end. If you were to be on your deathbed now, who would be around you? Who would love you? Who would miss you? Who's going to be fighting over your money and what you're leaving behind? Who's going to really miss you? If you're wanting that kind of life, that level of intimacy, then doing, following the points that I've laid out in this podcast, they may make your ego cringe just a little bit, but try to get past that. Because once you get past your ego, you are going to find another life for yourself. Once you get past your ego... You are going to love and respect yourself better. You're going to find peace. You're going to find balance. You've got to get past your ego. And you've got to start seeing things from the point of view of this woman who loves you so much. And again, if you chose to be with someone who doesn't love you, but who loves your money and the accoutrement that you provide in life, then that's a whole nother podcast and you need a different level of service but this is for those guys who have fucked up a loving relationship how do you mend a relationship after infidelity do the things that i've laid out for you here and this podcast and i assure you you will see a change give it thirty days that's just your foundation that's just your foundation. Make sure you have someone to vent to and to complain to because you don't want that shit showing up in your marriage not or in your relationship, not while you're trying to clean it up. Okay? If you have any questions, send me a message um, and I will provide any follow-ups to this podcast that can um, help individuals who, um, you know, may have questions that I didn't touch on here. I wish you guys all the best pay attention, be present, love yourselves and love those who who you have in your personal space. You only got this one life and it's not about your money. It's not about getting your fucking dick wet. It is about living. And so many of you are not living. You're just existing and you're hurting and you're aching and you're dressing that shit up with stuff because you can afford it. Cut that shit out. Love yourself and love those who are in your space. This has been Mistress Elisa with another um, edition of Heart and Soul. If you have any questions about my services, visit my website at www.alisacoaches.com A-L-I-S-A-C-O-A-C-H-E-S dot com See you next time.